it is that time of year. It is actually at this time of year appropriate to play this kind of music. And not this like is in October. well, not in October. And this is your Still weekly dose <laughs> of monkey business. I am your host. This is Chris, and in the studio with me are all the usual suspects. And that's a movie I think we have to book club one of these days, by the way. But Billy is here. Oh Tanya God. is here. Sherry is here. Other Chris. Our associate producers here. The monkey girl is here. Hi. Hello, monkey girl. And then Rob and Zach are here. So we are all here and helping us out today from the, the happy phone lines. Hello, Deanna. Good afternoon, everybody. Merry we, Christmas. We have not heard your voice in such a long time, hon. I know. Well, it's been football season and NASCAR season and everything mm-hmm. else, and uh-huh. she's been working on our press releases and yes, everything. Yes, she has. So, so she's been she's been she's busy, been busy, busy behind the scenes. So happy to hear from you, Dee, and and thank you for joining us today. Today, as you could tell by the tenor of the music, she heard Christmas. Is she's our, like, I'm in. Is our Christmas episodes? We're going to talk about some of our favorite Christmas episodes. Before we get to that, it's time. For announcements. And a question. And a question? You, didn't you have a question? Did I have a question? You did have a question. Remind me what the question is? It was in regards to a Christmas movie. Oh, we'll get to that. Oh, okay. That's, that's part of the episode. So this, okay. is, this is separate. This is, these this are all is, This is above and below. There's too many things to talk about. Well, you know, that's, <laughs> that's why we're always tangenting, Tanya. That's why we always wander around. But anyway, to let everybody know... Uh, when you're hearing this, it's a couple of weeks away from the, when we release this particular episode, but coming up is going to be a huge interview for us. We are having The Hillywood Show. Woo-hoo! They will be not in studio, but they'll be on the phone. Uh, YouTube channel, Parodyists Extraordinaire, sisters Hannah and Hilly Hindi, say that five times fast. Uh, will be no. uh, interviewed by us, by me. Oh my God, I gotta have my A game for that you, one. You're gonna have to watch uh, lots and lots of their parodies. Yeah, and we're gonna be unwrapping that there. one for Christmas. That is gonna be broadcast right around the 27th. Yeah. Uh, so just it's gonna be our last podcast of 2017, and we're going out with a bang. We're gonna absolutely. Be... Oh my God, I'm so excited. So am I, Sherry. When you landed this one, what was <laughs> what, you were like giddy as a schoolgirl? I really was. I mean, it was really awesome. Was. I'm like texting. My crest going, call me, call me right now, call me right now. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta tell you, call me right now. I'm so, I really am excited. Oh. I'm looking forward to having a talk and with these girls. I just love watching some of their parodies just over and over and, and over again. And the, the production value, it. the sheer production oh value has just increased exponentially for them. So oh. that's going to be a big one. That's coming up. And so we're, we're setting the standards now. This is where you're going to expect your monkey business to go. We're, we're having some fun and just, just can't wait for what's going to happen in the new year. So that's happening. Hillywood coming out in December 27th. It's going to be the last Monkey Business Podcast for 2017. And we're going out in style Woo, with, with, a the, bang. with the Hindi sisters from Hillywood. Look them up on YouTube. Get familiar with their stuff before you can get a chance to talk to them. And, uh, you and know, then it, send us questions. And send you... us questions. So if you're if you're reviewing them and it's before, when, when were you recording that one? It's the 10th we're recording? December 10th? Yes. Okay. Oh, this is being aired on the 13th, so never yeah, okay. mind. Never mind. Don't send we us any questions. We already did it, and it was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. I, I can't, I can't believe they said that. The magic of radio. You should have checked our Facebook page by this point. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I would have told you, you know, exactly what, we'll do. what you we'll needed to have yeah. done. Absolutely. We'll put out a Facebook post saying this is what's going to happen. Um, this is and, why we have Sherry to organize the, Exactly. <laughs> seriously. If, without Sherry, we would be like, seriously, just, it would Stop still be paddling. tangents and digressions and side quests and whatnot. Um, and if you love wow. us... Follow us on Facebook, please. We implore you. A uh, big shout out to our usual sponsors, Knox and Selena's at the Village Gate Mall. These guys have been having our back for years now, and so we want to make sure that you have theirs as well. Uh, and we've got our Patreon live now on patreon.com. Look for FC3ROC. If you like what we do and you want to support us and you want to help us get a little bit bigger and keep going and bringing great stuff to you, then support us and get a subscription or make a donation on Patreon. Again, FC3ROC is what to look for. And if you're really adventurous and you want to really get behind and be a backer of the show and maybe advertise with us and get some really great benefits, you can sponsor us. And to do that, you'll email sponsorships at fc3roc.com and we'll get in touch and get that uh, conversation going with you so there you go that's all the business at hand so now let's let's jingle some bells and talk about our favorite christmas episodes why did i not bring jingle bells in i don't know (laughs) i don't know swing and a miss swing and a miss strike one on tanya um so (sighs) christmas is that season where everything kind of just comes to fruition it's it's it you know the snow the decorations the carolers all of the myth and the mythology behind it all of the traditions and everything and a lot of tv shows and movies have gone hand in hand with 
joining in the season. So, I mean, you've got, you know, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation is one that comes to mind. I think, are we talking about that one at all later? I mean, never mind. I'm just going to mention it, Fred. Now, <laughs> I don't know if that was on our list. What's, what, now, what is the big question that we wanted to start things off with? It, it was about a particular movie, right? Yes. It, it, whether or not it actually qualified as a Christmas movie. movie. Yeah. And that movie is the Bruce Willis action movie, Die Hard. Now, Sherry said it best, and I've seen this before. There are there are two kinds of people. When asked if Die camps. Hard is a Christmas movie, there are two kinds of people. There's the people who say yes and the people who are wrong. <laughs> so, and, and my buddy Andy has said on several occasions to me, he goes, it's not Christmas until Hans Gruber falls from the Nakatomi Plaza. That's, that's basically like the Times Square ball dropping at mm-hmm. New Year's. You know, it's Christmas now that we've seen... Alan Rickman make that drop, and uh, we miss you, Alan Rickman. And, yes. and, and, and so we're moving, along, and we do. We miss Alan Rickman a lot. So we're going to go around the room, and Deanna, you're going to be next. But I'm going to go first to Tanya, and I prepared her when we were getting ready to start recording. She was like, "No, don't come to me first. I don't know what I'm talking about." But really, she's proven really time and time again she does. <laughs> it depends on the moment in time. Yeah, no, no, I'm not buying into it. Yep. I think you're a lot better at it than you give yourself credit for. Uh, no. So, so at least throw something out there we can talk about. What's a Christmas episode that you that has caught your attention over the years? Well, I I watch a lot of different um, TV shows, and it just like they blend one into the other with different Christmas <laughs> episodes. Um, one of the shows that I totally binged over the summer was NCIS, and so of course the Christmas special with Tony Denozo and things like that. And I just didn't have a chance to go back and watch it, but mm-hmm. um, what. I, when I saw the list of everything that people were going to watch, I'm like, well, I'll watch an X-Files episode, or I'll watch this, or I'll watch this. And then I realized that everyone was watching a whole bunch of different stuff. So I'm like, I'll just go back and rewatch one of the episodes that someone else is already watching. So mm-hmm. um, Sybil mentioned that she was going to watch Leverage's The Ho-Ho-Ho Job, and she was going to watch Supernatural's um, A Very Supernatural Christmas. So, of course, I went to go back and watch Leverage's The Ho-Ho-Ho Job. and Ho-Ho-Ba? Ho-ho-ho-ba, whatever. <laughs> and that's season season three, episode so 14, 14, which is yes. only a few episodes before the Rashomon job that we've yes. we've book clubbed mm-hmm. before in the past. And I found that it was off Netflix last night, so I'm like, oh. Yes, oh, Leverage has left Netflix. I was a little devastated. Left Netflix. Yes. Yeah. And I, I remember you saying that a couple weeks ago, but I just didn't Yeah. Yeah, I actually, because my daughter Juliana has gotten big into to leverage, and she was very upset that it was did she leaving. get it for her birthday? She's going to. It got, something got hung up, but I did order it on Amazon, okay. so she's going to have the whole collection. But I, but I pulled it up on um, the fandom leverage wiki, Wikipedia, or whatever, and mm-hmm. it's just, it's such a great um, episode because it's just talking about how the team will restore Santa's good name by slipping into the mall and helping him out to. Mm-hmm. Um, then they run into the group that has Will Wheaton in it again, and yeah. and uh. they're just the all the little um, little trivia's that happen in it, such as um, there was an EMP gun in regards to Star Trek's The Next Generation, and he hits something hits Lucille, and Will Wheaton was was on the Star Trek, so they're just. They make those little references and things. Can I make like the that. offhand my, my offhand observation that Will Wheaton has become one of the greatest character actors of our generation? I agree. I yeah, see, he's popping up everywhere again. I love to see the fact that he's been busy and he's working again because he disappeared for a little while, and now he's got Geek and Sundry and he's got the books that he's written, which I've read a couple of them. Uh, Dancing he's a Barefoot, I think, is quite is a one. bit on the Big Bang Theory. As Sheldon's foil. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. As Will Wheaton, oh, not just evil, as a separate evil character. Will Wheaton. Oh yeah. my God. Oh. That is amazing to watch that. Hearing him read red shirts. Yes. 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 He, oh my he, goodness. He read John Scalzi's red shirts. For Audible? Yes. yes. Okay. It was awesome. It was oh my God. He's so good. Amazing. I, I got to track that down now, yeah. definitely, now that you mentioned it. So, I mean, seriously, Will Wheaton, one of the greatest character mm-hmm. actors of our current generation. I, I, and I'm loving it. I, I feel great to, to be able to say that, too. Um, so we've got the the ho 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 job. Hello, my name is Christopher, and I talk for a living. Um. <laughs> also, another person who I love that was in it was Dave Foley. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. He was. He was from Kids in the Hall way back in the day. Yep. Oh my gosh. I love the ending of it when they give them the presents, all yes. of them, like Parker and everybody, how the look on their faces. Yeah, because they get exactly what they were 
that they're that they love. So my favorite. How did you know? I know. <laughs> <laughs> so not not to do any spoilers, but Do yeah. I remember that? Too late. Well, I didn't say well, what it was. No, I mean, but you know what? This was aired December twelfth, two thousand and ten. So this was seven years ago. Yeah. So at this point, statute of limitations for spoilage spoilers is a year. or whatever. But it's funny because I'm like, okay, when did the iPhone seven come out? Just now. Or just last year or whatever, and they're making reference to yep. version 7 when he's like only has version 5. So I'm just like going back to look at it now, and I'm just like, oh. See, now the little Easter eggs are hitting me. Now. They hit me while laughing. <laughs> no, no, you fact. can't have Easter eggs hitting you during a Christmas special. They're Christmas eggs. There you go. Christmas eggs. <laughs> Oh, Cadbury man. Christmas eggs. Hey, there's an idea. Well, they ha- they, they have do Halloween have those. They, yeah, they had autumn ones or yeah. Halloween ones. They mm-hmm. don't taste as good as the regular Easter Cadbury. It, it's, it's the different dye in them. Yeah, the green dye doesn't tinsel. taste as good as there the you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, there, there is a different taste to it, but oh well. So, so that was the first one, and that's definitely a shout out to Sybil in regards to the leverage ho 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 job, and we wish her. Lots of love because she's not feeling good. Yeah, she has no she voice. Couldn't, she couldn't but join I have us enough today voice for the two of us. There, there you go. See, that's let's look at it that way. The positives. Why are you of laughing? Things. Something I, totally unrelated. <laughs> I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing adjacent to you. Because yeah, ah. you're not with me because I wasn't laughing at you. I'm that not point. laughing at you, Tanya. I'm laughing because of you. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> you like that? Uh, I'm thefting that okay, one. Okay, you broke Ah, wow. uh, poor Tan. Hey, D. Hey, Chris. What was He's your contribution ass. to this little uh, conversation? I had two. Um, the first one is the Grinch. Okay. Is, classic. Yeah. Let's go with awesome. the classic. I am, Mr. I am Grinch. When it comes to to holiday specials. Um, and the Grinch, you know, it's just... For, for me, Christmas doesn't start until I see the Grinch and Charlie Brown. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. That you know that gets usually kicks me into into Christmas gear. Yep. But it's just I, I it's was just in a, a Charlie Brown's Christmas when I was in grade school. Nice. Oh. I, I, I think was, we all were at one point or another. Minus. That's a traditional. <laughs> did you have the blanket and everything? I did. Nice. It's funny. I'm still Charlie Brown. <laughs> still. Never kicked that football, Chris. Never. Never, Never kicked the football. Poor Chris has not kicked the football. So sorry. So we got <laughs> the Grinch and Charlie Brown. Are those your two? Um, third one that I had is a Christmas Carol. Any version, right? Um, all versions, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and to me, that's I love to watch it Christmas Eve. It's mm-hmm. just it's one of those things. Yeah. That, you you know, know, I'll be honest. I've I've avoided uh, a Christmas Carol I, for a few years now. I've just I don't know why, but whenever I've seen it on, I've surfed past it. Or which, I just which one? Well, any if I see Scrooge, I watch a Mickey's Christmas Carol. Well, there's that. that I, to me, I don't Scrooge. know. Just, yeah, Scrooge, Scrooge is a great yes. one with Black Bill Murray. Adder Christmas Carol. Getting, getting yeah, his butt okay. kicked. The Black Adder, <laughs> that one. I don't know what it is, but it just something about it. I just it, I, it not turned me off, but it's like something about it just kept this kept me at the Patrick arm's length. Stewart version. Mm-hmm. That's my goodness. favorite. I have not seen it yet, oh, so you, you know what? I think this year I'm going to do that on Christmas oh, Eve. I'm going to watch Patrick Patrick Stewart's Christmas it's, Carol. It's it's excellent. It, I've actually read a Christmas Carol, uh-huh. and I think it is the most just perfect to the On actual the story. I mean, okay. like you were talking, Chris, you were talking about, about the details of, mm-hmm. of the actual movie where they, they put ink on his hands because he's drawing, he, yeah, he's writing with a, with a quill okay. and ink, you know, an ink well. Little, little itty bitty details like that through the whole movie. If you pay attention, mm-hmm. it's, it's like perfect. Mm-hmm. It, it'll charm the dickens off you. Oh, oh! 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 Ladies and gentlemen, Rob Schwartz is here. <laughs> The captain of all puns. Oh, Rosen, I think we're actually going to do. Rosenblatt, why? We're we're, we're going to do um, in the corporate structure. We're going to add a division of bad puns and just make make Rob the director. At this oh point. God! <laughs> the pressure's He's on there. now. Is that where the interns go when they've been bad? That's it. <laughs> that's that's just that's going to be the punishment. You're going to work for Rob for a couple of months. Pun no. punishment. The pun. Oh, oh my God. And Sherry, you said it. So, I know. You know. How oh, do gosh. I how do I get this back on track? Never mind. Christmas. It's too late. It's too Christmas. late. So, Deanna, which is your favorite? Uh, uh, favorite? <laughs> yes. Which was your favorite of the uh, Christmas? I would Carol. say the Grinch. I mean, okay. as a kid, you know, I enjoyed it because you kind of see, you know, somebody learn the you know the true meaning of Christmas. 
Mm-hmm. And as an adult, every time they say who, you take get to take that, a drink, so it's I, a great chance to get hammered. <laughs> right, that's what I said. Are you, are you drinking every time they say Cindy Lou, who, who, oh, well, yep. Louisville? <laughs> uh, actually, on our way out today, we were talking about the Grinch, and I never realized it was Boris Kar- Karloff who played the Grinch. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Never and realized it. narration. Yeah, never realized it. Yeah. And the one who sang the song? The voice of Tony the Tiger. You're a mean one, Mr. Mr. Grinch. Grinch. I, that's as oh, much oh. as that song I can actually do. Yeah. And, and can I tell you guys a little secret? Tell me a little secret, Sherry. My mother-in-law is a who. She's a who? My my mother's name is Cindy Lou. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> Cindy Lou who? Cindy Lou who? And she sounds like she's about to. <laughs> she got she the high-pitched voice. High-pitched, yes. soft yep. voice. Yep. <clears throat> That's Poor adorable. That, yeah, we're picking on Nana. Sorry, Nana. If you're listening to us, we, we, we do it with love. We do it to her face. Okay. Well, then we do it to your face with love. So. She'll probably give you the bird. There you go. It's all good. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> it has to be great because right. it's a Chuck Jones. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, mm-hmm. yeah it's that's like, that's those are the cartoons classic. that are like right. Yeah, like Chuck Jones. Um, funny thing that it, when I was looking up stuff about this, the the, the lyrics to the song, the Fahu Forze mm-hmm. song, um, it was meant to like kind of sound like it was church Latin. Okay. And after it came out, um, the studio kept receiving letters from people asking for the translation, thinking it really was, was. Latin. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's awesome. That is awesome. Um, now Charlie Brown Christmas, that mm-hmm. the, the poor tree, and uh, <laughs> the magic of the warmth and the love and the blanket. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Is it sad that I haven't actually seen it? Oh, we <laughs> got to fix that, sweetie. That, that's actually that. That's that's because we're bad parents. <laughs> <laughs> we At least you can admit it, to it. Already the, in bed. the first the first she step is cool admission enough. of the yeah. problem. Once you admit that there's a problem, then you can fix it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, but Charlie Brown has been forever tainted because of the movie Trick or Treat. No, you're gonna have to help me out with that one. It was uh, the scene: the father is what burying a body in the backyard. The kid, his son, is up in the window looking down on him. Dad, what are you doing? Uh, go back in the house. I don't want to. Go watch Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown's an asshole. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, now, whenever I think of Charlie Brown, I'm sorry. It's the first thing you think of, yeah, isn't it? And I can't help it because. Poor Charlie Brown. It's, uh, it's well, the you know, the, that poor blockhead has been through a lot over the years. He really yeah. has. The man just couldn't I'm catch surprised you that Brown he song. hasn't thrown his back out yet. With the, with the way he over oh swings when he kicks, yeah. tries yeah. to kick the football. Tries to kick the football. That Lucy. Oh. <laughs> oh she's God. she's mean. Picking on me. Yeah. All right. Who's next? Who's Billy? Who's next? Billy's Billy. next. Okay. Uh, Give me some love on the on the Christmas. 1974 is the year without a Santa Claus. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, that's because that's that was the year I was born. Oh, I see. Yes. <laughs> the the original Trinity were already mentioned. Uh, Grinch, Charlie Brown, and... Um, and uh, A my, Christmas Care? N- yes. <laughs> Thank you. But th- there were so many great Christmas specials during the era where, where I was growing up in the 70s. You had... Uh, mm-hmm. The one with Burger Meister, Meister Burger. Mr. Heatmiser. Mr. Frosty oh, the Snowman. God. But Year Without yeah. a Santa Claus is the one with Heatmiser and Snowmiser. Yeah. Is that the one where you put one foot in front mm-hmm. of, of the other? other. Yeah. Once again, I'm Mr. Heatmiser. Yes, not Mr. in a long time. Maybe then, not a long time. I don't it. It never snows in South Town. <laughs> you know, it, that's the one where you find out Santa Claus is a wimp. He wakes up with a cold. Somewhere between Thanksgiving, I don't think I can do Christmas this year. Oh no! Eat, eat. So, uh, no one wants a thin Santa Claus. Oh, that that's a different one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's just that's Rudolph. I that's think. Rudolph. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but uh, Shirley Booth is the voice of Mrs. Claus. Uh-huh. She calls uh, two her two main elves, Jingle Bells and Jangle Bells, <laughs> and Jingle action and Jangle, yeah. to go find uh, kids to prove to Santa the kids do still believe in Christmas. And uh, they wind up in a, a small town, small town America, where lots of kids don't believe in Santa, but Iggy does. And Iggy takes in uh, Jingle Bells and, and Jangle Bells and, and their quote-unquote dog, 
who is actually a reindeer, winds up being sick because it's too warm in oh. somewhere in America, winds up in the dog pound. <laughs> so Things Santa has to go bad to worse. Santa has to go rescue him, and there's a deal made between uh, Mother Nature and, and her two kids, Snow Miser and Heat Miser. Mm-hmm. And it, I just love that. I love the music in it. Yeah. I love the characters. I love... Mrs. Claus was Shirley Booth, who at the time had a sitcom. Well, before then, had a sitcom called Hazel. Who the character the vo- a- actresses. Who were the voices for Heat Miser and Snow Miser? Uh, Dick Sean and George, George S. Erring. Right. Right. And most people don't remember in 2006 there was a live mm-hmm. action remake. Oh, I'm seeing with, that. With uh, Delta screen. Burke as uh, Mrs. Claus and John Goodman as Santa Claus. <laughs> okay. And yeah. uh, I remember comedian Eddie Griffith was one of the jingles or jangles. Right, and Chris Catan was a, an added character. He was an evil elf that wasn't in the animated version. Oh, he was Sparky. Because that's Chris Catan. Yeah. And that's, you know, <laughs> yeah. Seriously. And that's the last time he worked, I believe. But. <laughs> <laughs> His career oh, ended at that yeah. point. Didn't the Misers like have songs or something? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. that, I was singing one of them. That's, yes. that's um, the most, that's everybody's because, favorite part of that special. And almost yeah. the only thing people remember from well, it. Well, didn't one of them like not know how to walk because they never got out of the chair or something because that's why no, it was like I think that was a different no. or that was because that was like put one foot Santa in front Claus of the other that was, yeah, that is was that what that one coming to town ta- coming to town that was, that was probably movie. also 1970 something that but also, I was young. It was the second time. One of the Rankin and Bases. Yeah. 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 The, the second time Mickey Rooney played Santa Claus because he was also Santa Claus in uh, Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Is that the one where the origin story yes. of Santa Claus? Yes. With Chris Kringle? Yep. So right. I, I just love that special and I watch it anytime it's on and found it for free online and rewatched it the other night. The only reason I even remember that they had a song was because. Uh, the the junior the junior team I was the junior roller derby team I was on. Mm-hmm. One of the girls was like, "What song should we do?" Because we were called the Frostbites, and they're like, "Let's do the Miser song." And I'm like, Da-dum-tsh. "I don't yeah. I don't understand." <laughs> Billy will find it before the end of the show. That was when I was in trouble watching Batman and Robin when Mr. Freeze broke out into oh. the cold Miser songs. And and strangely enough, I've been binge watching uh, the first season of Veronica Mars lately. Okay, and just came across the uh, the the last episode my wife and I watched was uh, Friday night. It was the Christmas episode, just by coincidence, like twelve episodes in. And uh, at one point, uh, the main characters are watching Mr. Heat Miser and Mr. Snow Miser doing. They're watching that special. I go, okay, that's I got to mention it. Veronica (laughs) Mars, an excellent show if you haven't watched it. Absolutely wonderful show. And uh, watch the year without a Santa Claus. Producer Sherry. Yes. You're next. Okay. Well, to me, this is the best special ever. Uh huh. Best Christmas special ever, and that's. Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. You, that's, a, that's your thing. That's oh, Emmett that. Otter's your jam. It oh, my been, God. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> it has been my favorite Christmas special for uh-huh. 40 years. Yes. I used to watch that all the time. Yes. Yes. We've always owned that in some form or another. Uh-huh. Um, and it's just, it's amazing. The music, and it's Paul Williams' music, and I always love his stuff. Not Paul Anka. Yeah. Not Paul Anka. <laughs> we had this conversation the other night. It's Paul no, Williams. It's Paul Williams. A little short guy, yes. blonde hair. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, great songwriter. Absolutely, absolutely. And, um, it was, and I learned, because I was trying to get ready for this, I learned some really interesting things about it. Fire away. Um, things like, this was kind of like Jim Henson's trial run. If this would work, then he could make the Muppet movie. Oh, I see. Okay, so this was his prototype in essence. Yes, yes, because it was his short. It's only an hour long. Uh-huh. Um, and that it was the first time they had ever built full sets with floors and everything and okay. had these huge panoramics. And, I mean, they built a 55-foot long river that was 10 feet across. And the the rowboat where they're rowing and... Uh-huh. and um, it, that's that was it was the first time they had ever used um, radio controlled puppet effects, and they used the regular hand puppets. They used marionettes, and they used black theater technique, which is really cool. That black theater technique is having somebody dressed all in black against mm-hmm. a black background oh, okay. and manipulating the puppet. And if you use black velvet on black velvet, you lose. You lose the the performer. The performer. It's it's before green screen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so it's really okay. cool, and it was, and that, and that wasn't used 
it was the first time Jim Henson had used that technique. Uh-huh. It's actually a Japanese technique. Right. And it's been okay. like for okay. hundreds and hundreds of years. Gotcha. Um, but I love, I love the music. And, and as I pointed out to a couple of you, um, as a lot of people know, my, I, at fair, my fair name was Otter for a number of years. Your spirit animal. My spirit animal is an otter. Um, I collect otters. My derby name is Otter Limits. Loved otters for I don't know how long. Until I was doing this write-up, it never clicked that maybe. <laughs> I was wondering if you are going to throw yourself under the bus. Yeah, I said I was. You was this. and I was going to. <laughs> yeah, I, seriously. It was going to be a race between the Chris's to see if we were going to make, who's going to make a reference to it. Because <laughs> I mentioned this the other night. You're going to mm-hmm. oh, yeah, we're talking about like, Oh, no. that's a thing. We're talking about that. It's yeah. just utterly ridiculous. That yeah. is. Oh. Utterly. <laughs> utterly insane. <laughs> be good. Be good. Yep. But so, yeah, it never clicked that maybe the reason I love otters so much is because of Emmett. Yep. It's entirely possible. It's entirely yep. possible. I'm a big fan of Stephen First. <laughs> oh, okay, there was a there was an obscure one. Animal House. Animal yes. House. I have, I have the yes. wrong guy. No. 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 Nope. You are correct. Stephen First, okay. who, who also no, played flounder. Veer in Babylon he Five. Fly, he flounder. flounder. I, I was wrong. Flounder, not Otter. Otter, Otter was uh, Otter, uh, one of the other. I think Otter was Mozart, wasn't he? The no, that was Pinto. Oh, it was Pinto. That was Tom Pulse was Pinto. Yeah, Pinto. Otter was one of the senior guys. Why Pinto? To math, was Matheson? Um, yeah, I think yes, so. Yes, I think okay. Tim Matheson. He, he was a uh, Boone. No. No, Boone Peter Rygert was, was Boone. <laughs> I need to see this yeah. movie too. We're gonna have to like, we're gonna have to not a book club Animal House someday. I, okay, that's not a bad idea actually. <laughs> I that's oh, once again movie yeah. I need to see. <laughs> I Brother, have it on DVD. That's Brother right. D-Day. Was Eric Stratton, Rush Chairman, and he was damn glad to meet you. And he you. was damn glad to meet you. <laughs> I need to like make a list of movies that you guys need to make me see. That, well, I, you know what, we're it's a have, never-ending list. It is. We're going to have a movie oh, fest. Oh, has and she seen Slapshot? I haven't no. seen Slapshot. No. Slapshot seen The seen greatest times. hockey movie and possibly comedy ever. I've got Most two of the Hanson brothers God. at the panel right um, next to me. I, <laughs> it was actually... Um, Film partly in Utica. Oh yes, I remember in hearing that area. piece of trivia. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, wait, and wait, we know wait. people that were actually. Is that the one? Is that yes. the one that he, that um, Grandpa Sammy was in the crowd? Yes. 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 My my yes. father was, was, in the, was in the crowd. Nice. <laughs> and one That's of the awesome. so now we we have if we do a, a six degrees of Mark Shepard again. We have a no. way in. We, we have a way in because your dad was in a movie. <laughs> And one, Dave we got Paul Newman locked up right there. <laughs> Dave Hanson, the only actual ad- Hanson brother, still resides in Pittsburgh to this day. Give me advance warning if we're playing Six Degrees or something so I can research all. Uh, well, yeah, one, because I can Somewhere be in 2018, that. we're going to do a Six Degrees of Someone. Mick Fleetwood. Uh, <laughs> and, and Deanna, you need to help me with that. <laughs> what? The Fleetwood Mac fan just said she needs help? No. Well, it depends on which the reference is. So, oh, I see. Yeah. All no. right. Well, Mick Fleetwood and Star Trek. So now I have some fun. On your way. And Stevie Nicks was in American Horror Story. Yes, so she you was. got that connection. There you go. Yeah, please work on it for me because they're much faster than you, I am. You didn't know about those? Mick Fleetwood was an interview on the. I British knew about Stevie, Stevie Nicks so being in American Horror Story. That's pretty much every living celebrity but known no, to man. That's it. Mick Fleetwood. No. You didn't know that? What? That he was in Star Trek? No. Wow. Oh, well, we're having some fun. <laughs> There's your Leave ho, ho, ho. me alone. We're having That's some fun. A, that is a Christmas present going right, for to it. Put this, <laughs> to put this wobbly train back on the track, Zach, well, what I, was your selection for this topic? Well, the first I have to say for me in the reference to classic and favorite Christmas movies, the end-all be-all, in my opinion, A Christmas Story. Oh, great movie. You'll shoot your eye out. Exactly. I'm sorry. <laughs> Darren McGavin is just phenomenal in everything, but... I, you know, and yeah, on Christmas they do the 24 hours of a Christmas story on what TNT or yeah, something, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Some, oh. We every, met one everybody. of the actors. Yeah, and <laughs> everybody <laughs> watches it. Right. You can't deny it. But last night I watched a bunch of different Christmas ones. Uh, How the Ghost Stole Christmas from the X Files. Okay. Um, mainly because it was Ed Asner playing a murderous ghost. <laughs> That's awesome. That's always and, a good thing. And Lily Tomlin playing his murderous ghost wife. Mm. That's really awesome. I'll watch anything with Lily, Lily Tomlin. Tomlin. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, the old school Avengers, the Too Many Christmas Trees, mm-hmm. which was okay. very uh, We've very talked about that one. Is it on here? Or made yeah. references yeah. to it, at least. We've, we've, we've got it. Oh, oh, I, have yeah. about that. I have some trivia about oh, that. Well, Go for it. Let's hear some trivia. When Emma arrives at Steed's apartment, she reads some of the Christmas cards he's received. She notes that one is from Fort Knox, opens it, and reads, Best wishes for the future. Kathy. Steed responds, Mrs. Gale, how nice of her to remember me. What could she be doing in Fort Knox? 
This is a reference to Honor Blackman, who quit her her part as Kathy Gale in this series to appear as Pussy Galore in Goldfinger, which involved a scheme to make the gold held at Fort Knox con- uh, radioactive oh. and valueless. Gotcha. Okay. I thought that was awesome. That, I didn't even pick <laughs> up on that. So we're going to backtrack real quick. I just want to interrupt real fast on this. The Avengers that we're talking about is the British... <laughs> the British... British spy. The British spy series from spy the series from, early to mid-60s. Yes. Not the Marvel comic heroes. No. All right. John Steed was not horsing around in that. Oh, oh, bro. Oh, Stop it. Hey, <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Do we need duct tape? I think we need duct tape now. Ah. <laughs> nice. He just needs to be banished for a little while. <laughs> and when on that, I also caught um, the Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It never snows in Sunnydale. Was it season three, episode 10, Amends? Mm-hmm. Amends, yeah. She's got trivia right for that one also. <laughs> that has been slid right by me. He said, yes, that one. And... Finally, because I think, Chris, you posted it in the the forum about what to watch, the uh, the Doctor, the Widow, and the Wardrobe. Right, which right. I was going to talk about a little bit more. Yeah, I just, I'll, I'll, I'll just lay the groundwork for that one. Sounds but good. I caught that one last night as well. Okay. But there's so many, but like I said, for me, it's really a Christmas story, is the classic, the heartwarming one. Fragile. And going back to Slapshot, it sadly ruined part of my childhood when Ralphie's mom was topless in bed with Paul Newman. That's right. So there's a good connection. Once I realized that it was Ralphie's mom, it was like... Oh my God. (laughs) Deanna just picked up on that. I did not see that coming. Uh, well, yeah, because it was off screen when it happened. Um, <laughs> I never made connections, so you know. Yeah, well, no, there's 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 another thing now is we can we can do uh, six degrees of no. Zach's ruined childhood. <laughs> yes, they, and they, I'm the, not playing. And thanks to, it really because we have uh, Paul Newman and Darren McGavin. Yeah, I mean, we're set. I can. Hey, you want to know how I ruined our child's? Tell me. Childhood. Oh God. <laughs> I, oh God. I randomly send her pictures of Anthony Stewart head dressed as uh, Frankenfurter. Oh, excellent. From oh. Excellent. It hurts her brain. It, just, it hurts. It's so painful. There's not enough brain bleach in the world for that one. I know. I get it. Especially when you know him as Giles. He looks awesome in that. Oh. That's how you can, you know what? There, there are many occasions where you can tell uh, a, a lot about a particular actor based on some of the cameo parts or, or offhand stuff that they do. And my example for that is Tom Holland, the new Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. This young man is fearless, and I'll explain why. He showed up on Lip Sync Battle, and he was doing Rihanna's umbrella, dressed as Rihanna, Rihanna. Mm-hmm. okay, nice. with the, the lace outfit and everything, and he did not hesitate at all. There was no, look at me, I'm funny, I'm a joke. No, he was, this is my costume for this particular event, let's rock. Oh, yeah, he, you know, yeah, he was like so right on with it. Heath Ledger as the Joker. In in uh, in Dark Knight Returns, or Dark Knight Rises, whatever the hell it was. Dark Knight. Dark Knight. Dark Knight. Dark Knight. <laughs> whatever the hell that second one was, and you know you see actors, and, and then there's some. Uh, have you ever seen actresses as well? Have you ever seen the movie Tu Wong Fu? Thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. Yeah. Only bits and pieces of it. I've that never watched was, the whole thing, and that's that Patrick Stewart, isn't it? Patrick oh, you know what? Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze. Yeah. Wesley, uh, Wesley Snipes and John Leguizamo. Leguizamo. I've actually, yeah, I have watched As that whole thing. drag queens. Yes. And and no pun intended, they played it straight. Oh, yeah, they did. Patrick, they were I'm sorry, awesome. Patrick Swayze nailed well, it. Also, he what, did. Oh, my God. Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. With Hugo Weaving and Terrence Stamp in it. And so you see these moments, and boy, we are way off topic. But you see these moments. Merry Christmas to us. Yeah. This is our present. We're... It's our president is hearing us what we what we like, um, you know just just how they approach these things and like you said playing it straight and it's not to be funny. This is they were they were they, they, were in they the knew role. they knew this what was going to look like and that's when comedy is at its best is they're not picking on themselves they're playing the character they're mm-hmm. giving it life they're giving it breath and and just it's these hilarious situations. So anyway, uh, fearlessness and that's so Anthony Stewart had dressed as Frankenfurter from. Rocky Horror Picture Show. That's what started this whole tangent. We're going to yes. come back around and oh, we're going just... to listen to Alana. Poor Alana going, no, don't do that <laughs> anymore to my poor brain. We, oh, I, oh, my goodness. Oh, Ta- I just Tanya, ra- Tanya, find that for me, would you? Oh, I God. do just oh. randomly send her photos. Yep. On her, what I just was text that? them to her. An- Anthony Giles. Stewart head Anthony Stewart head as uh, Tony head as uh, Frankenfurter. Frank All right. So now, Roberto. 
Okay, first is one, I don't think people can find a lot because it's very obscure. It was the Galactus meets uh, Rudolph special where Galactus, the spaceways are cloudy, Rudolph. Yeah. <laughs> I, to guide you to a planet. Shut his microphone off. Just shut it off. It's safer for everybody at this point. Are you turning off his microphone? He's lost microphone privileges at this point. Mystery okay, Science Theater go. did one. They did a Mexican this Santa it? Claus movie. Oh, I do like and that this one. one yeah. Just to describe the plot for you, it's uh, Santa teams up with Merlin to fight the devil uh-huh. to save Christmas. And if you can get by the beginning where all the children of the world serenade Santa, you're in for some laughs. If you can't, okay. <laughs> that's a challenge. But that one's Adam West used to host the Turkey Day Marathon of yes. MST3K, and they'd always debut a new one. And that one was just, uh, it's got something for everybody. Mm-hmm. And now the one I won't bring up is Happy Life Day. Oh no! 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 Has that one ever gotten a, a proper release or no. improper? I don't think so. Although no, somebody no, found no. a DVD of it recently at this table, who will? No! No! no. Oh yeah! 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 Mm. We, that's right. I forgot about that. I yeah. didn't buy it. Thank God. I almost bought it. Yes, <laughs> it's, it's okay. I'll send you the link. It's the, the <laughs> oh ultimate, God. the ultimate gag gift, right I, there. I've, I've got the link saved like three times on my computer because I've had <laughs> it sent to me that many times. Uh, and of course, I was, you know, I'm what four years younger than you, something like that, yeah. And um, so I was that much littler when it came out, mm-hmm. so I enjoyed it very much. Yes, yeah, so you were able to check your brain at the door on that one because because yeah, I was like three or four. Yeah, when did that one come out it was seventy nine eighty. What was it? The the, 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 Star, the Star Wars, Wars holiday special, Christmas special, the much maligned 79. and oh, that's for good horrible. reason. Yeah, D, seriously. Take the shot. 1978. 1978. So yeah. it came out right I, after. I, I was Even four. Mark Hamill gets the willies when somebody brings that up on Twitter. <laughs> I was six. I think he goes into convulsions. I was four, so it was good. Yeah. I was the target audience. You are. You you are you were exactly it. Yep. And once you hit five, you're out of the audience. <laughs> but it was too late. Yes, yeah. I'd already seen it. So B. Arthur was in it. it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. She played Chewbacca without makeup. <laughs> no. Without makeup? Is that what Ac- you said? Acmina? <laughs> Stop it. Acmina. And if you want just one that's just sort of like good old-fashioned fun, the Lois and Clark season's greetings with the starts from the Jeffersons, Harry oh. Heckelbaum. Oh, I like that the, one. Yeah, the yeah. The Atomic Space Rats <laughs> makes everybody greedy. And it's just fun. It's just yeah. like old-style, just, you know, But, but speaking of, there are shows that are hard to find that shouldn't be. Lois and Clark being one of them. I mean, they're all on DVD. That's on our list, too, you can go to Clark. You yes. can go to the library or, or buy the DVDs if you're... But like another show, and I was thinking about talking about this during the uh, during this episode, and I guess I will now. Moonlighting, the Love that se- show. season two, episode ten is their Christmas episode. I think I it said w- that, uh, and it's amazing. It's it's hilarious, <laughs> and it, it's basically a, the Christmas story. Mister Pesto finds a baby on her doorstep, or it's left in her apartment. The father is a, a gangster who was. And witness protection who was murdered. Uh, his name was Joseph. Guess what the the mother's name was and is on the run from the gangsters. Hazel. Like, uh, no, it, it was it was Mary. Oh, Mary. Wow. oh, Mary and Joseph what a left the baby, and uh, the, the three investigators who wind up helping David and Maddie. Uh, I think we're Saul King, Bob King. There, there were three kings. <laughs> and and it, it's just an excellent episode. If you can track down Moonlighting season two, oh it's, it's fantastic. It really is. It's it's Moonlighting was such a good show. It was until for at least the, the shark. At least for the first three yeah. seasons, when they when they decided to let the tension break and yeah. they brought the two mains together, that's when that well, show lost. There were its so scene. many oh, problems with what? that Hold show. Deanna's got. Although the episode where they brought them together, where that was phenomenal, they slapped was, the crap out of one another, mm-hmm. is one of my all-time favorites. The, that particular episode is oh. excellent. It was after that the show went downhill. Right, but the, and Bruce Willis and Sybil Shepherd hated each other. Right, then she wound up pregnant and written off of. Most of a season, yeah. replaced by Booger from Nerd, Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah. Right. And so the, the series on, had problems. Love for Curtis Armstrong. Come the, on. The, the series Medicine. had problems Medicine. after Medicine. that, but for for about th- two and a half, three seasons, yeah. that show was perfect. Yep. The, the Transformer? No, Metatron, right. not Megatron. Not Megatron. <laughs> what? The gun? And when we were talking about when, when Monk was asking about movies that she needed to see, mm-hmm. I recently picked up. Better off dead. Got, tell me again. 
<clears throat> I recently picked up Better Off Dead. That's the John Cusack movie? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And Curtis Armstrong Curtis is Armstrong. in it. Curtis Armstrong's in it, yeah. Six degrees of Curtis Armstrong next week. Yay! Tanya, you oh, first. I, I, I hate you all. I feel the Christmas hatred. One crazy summer. More John Cusack. Yeah, more John, more John Cusack. Cusack. Yeah. And more Curtis Armstrong. Wasn't he go. in Con Air? Yes. Okay. Yes. There you go. You <laughs> I win. No, John Cusack. No, Billy Ray Armstrong. Wait a minute. No, Billy Joe. Never mind. <laughs> Sorry, I went green together for a moment. Uh, Good Lord. All right. Um, Where are we at? I don't know. We lost. Rob and Zach. Alana. Hi. Give us give us some Christmas love in here. <laughs> wow. She's not your kid whatsoever, is no. she? Okay, didn't think so. No, now, I've got a great a great Someone future. Someone left her on our doorstep. <laughs> a great future Christmas episode for this particular podcast. Oh, a monkey and some mistletoe. <laughs> or a monkey uh, girl in the mistletoe. That oh, almost geez. sounds like an Agatha Christie. Oh, jeez. Um, so the two I was bouncing between were the the Eureka episode. Okay. Do you see what I see? Uh huh. And the Danny Phantom episode, Fright Before Christmas. Eureka is such a great show. Mm-hmm. I I loved Eureka. I always because it was it was unafraid to try something completely weird, and it was the first show. Fringe was really good at this, but it was the first show that was sci-fi craziness that something had consequences that that remained. You know, oh, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't just the 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 crazy thing of the week. Like on Star Trek, they would solve it and everything would go back to normal. Uh, you know, time jumps or you know parallel universes, whatever. But Eureka was unafraid about if this thing happened, it's going to change the whole show, and it would allow it to happen. And then it that would be and the it stayed for episode uh, after episode. Yeah, after and it episode. would stay until they found a way to fix, fix it. it. You know, yep. so and, it, and some things never got fixed. And yes, and some things never got fixed, which was uh, a fringe was specialty. They were very good at that sort of thing. Um, I so, like this episode because... Tell me more about this episode okay. in particular. Um, I love this episode because you get to see a bunch of different animation styles. Mm-hmm. Because what happens? The kids mess around and they make it... They turn the place into a story. Every, everyone in town, except for three characters, become animation because they got sucked into a storybook. <laughs> Because only in Eureka could that happen. Yep. And Eureka and its sister show, which we have already book clubbed, Warehouse 13. 13. So Now, is, is Eureka on Netflix? I don't think don't so. I don't think it is. Uh, it was. It was, but I don't think it is one anymore. Season. Just one season? One season. Okay, who, who's Amazon got it on Prime. DVD that I can borrow? I don't know, but I think uh, we're just going to have to. I that. believe you can check your local public library. I'm sure yes. I could. But I don't think it's on Amazon either. No? Nope. No, because I've gone looking for it. Because yeah, I really I want, I've wanted I to rewatch seen it. In a while. I to fix that soon. I wonder, I wonder if it might be on show. Sci-Fi on Demand. I don't know. I don't have. Hmm. That might be something to look into. Look into. We'll have to figure that one out. Yeah. Tell yeah, me a little bit more about uh, Danny Phantom, there, young lady. You were the one who brought him up. <laughs> yes, I did. And that's that's the animated <laughs> feature. Was that was that yeah. Disney XD or something like that or something like that? Something like that. It's okay. I think it's Cartoon Network. Okay. Could be. I I don't know. Maybe it was Nickelodeon. I think it was Nickelodeon. Hold on. One of the kids shows. <laughs> it was one of those channels. It was one that I never saw in order, but I loved watching. Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. Nick, 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 Nickelodeon. Tyler loved this show. Um. It was clever. Okay, so the brief synopsis of it that I was given was when Danny destroys the only copy of a ghostly Christmas story, the book's author turns him into the main character of a new uh, Yuletide tale, making Danny hate Christmas more than ever. Hmm. And he already hated it to begin with. He, so it's kind of like, is it kind of like a Scrooge type thing, like a Christmas Carol? So like, sort of. Sort of, because yes, he does hate Christmas, and yes, he does learn his lesson in the end, but the funniest part is Sam, because you would think she just despises the holidays. She doesn't. It's like her favorite thing Now, who, ever. who is Sam in this equation? Because I'm not as familiar with Danny Phantom as, as others. Sam is the best, is one of his two best friends. Okay, so she's goth girl. a regular? Goth girl. Okay. She's, she's the goth, goth girl that hates the world, and it's okay. just like... So the goth girl that hates the world, and suddenly Christmas love, comes around, and she becomes Christmas. all she's happy not even, elf. She, she doesn't even celebrate Christmas. She celebrates, <laughs> her family is, I believe, Jewish. Uh-huh. But she still loves the holidays. Okay. Hey, that works. 
So so you get to see her be all cheerful about the holidays. There's like literally a character that she goes, Happy holidays to and and they're like, Oh god, it's the apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the whole thing rhymes. It's a lot of fun, and it's I enjoy it. I enjoy it so much. Very cool. Very cool. D, you got anything else for us? Um, no. No. Yeah, you know, like I said, I'm. I really. I'm kind of like Billy. I. I what the I watch as a kid. He sticks to the classics. What I still. I still watch now, and it's. You know, I see these new ones that come out, and they're just, they're not the same. They look forced. I don't know. I just, I'm not a big fan of them. Just give me the old school holiday stuff, and I'm I'm happy. Every, like, it almost feels like, like well, we have to put together a Christmas special because it's expected at this point. It's kind right. of why I'm getting off a lot of them. Is right. That, you know, okay. they're trying to, to me, they're trying to fix stuff that's not broken. Yeah. Just watch Rudolph and Charlie Brown and, and you're good. Right. Santa Claus. I mean, and... You know, my mother still, you know, texts me, hey, did you know Charlie Brown is on tonight or did you know Rudolph is on or, you know, so even my parents prefer that over the, some of the new stuff. Plus, Deanna, when we were kids, we waited all year for those specials. Nowadays, right. everything's available at any time. Right. This, mm-hmm. you like circled your TV guide, you know, yep. next Wednesday Popcorn at 8 o'clock. Was being made. Yep. It, it was special because usually it was mm-hmm. on at 8 o'clock and that was bedtime. So that right. was like a big privilege to, okay, you know, make sure your pajamas are on and you're ready <laughs> for bed because once this is over, you're going to bed. Mm-hmm. But that was like, oh, you know, th- you couldn't wait for that. Mm-hmm. And I still feel that way now. Yeah. Because I, I, I can remember like decorating the Christmas tree while one of the specials is on and things mm-hmm. like that and just you know, spending time. Christmas, back to a Christmas story? Mm-hmm. I saw that movie in the theater when it first came oh, out. Wow. My parents okay. took us to see it. And that is the movie. You know, when we go to my parents' house on Christmas Day, that's what's on. There's no, you're not putting anything else on mm-hmm. until football comes on. And then I, you know, that's, that's different. <laughs> but for most of the day, that's what's on the TV. And nobody dares switch the channel. Yeah, we, we always now try to find some type of Christmas movie, something that we haven't seen, mm-hmm. or something, even if it isn't Christmas, but something to watch together as a family mm-hmm. after we're done opening presents or after dinner and things like that before everyone goes off to their 12 different things to play their electronics. And is like is that, that part of the appeal of the quote-unquote the Christmas special, no matter what the application is or the TV show or movie or whatever the case may be? Is that what it's, it's intrinsic to that word tradition? You know, and Absolutely. and Christmas is one of those holidays that is very it's it's rife with with tradition. It's it's rich with it. There's so much so much stuff going on, and yeah. this it's happened over centuries worth of stuff, uh, centuries of time, that you know having in this modern era that uh, that event that that thing that we can all mm-hmm. gather around is that kind of what the the broad appeal of a Christmas special is? Yeah, like, even bef- when I was living alone, I had lived in alone alone in an apartment. I looked forward to that. Friday or Saturday night before Christmas where mm-hmm. I would put on a special or Christmas music and wrap my presents. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and th- that was sort of like, yeah, it, it's it's time. I I, mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. So So what Christmas music? You Don't even like? ask. I <laughs> I have a collection of Christmas music that that's well, nowadays again with the internet and and satellite mm-hmm. and that, but I have an unusual collection of Christmas music. And, and the uh, Adam Ezra Band is a part of it. Uh, they haven't released a Christmas song that I'm aware of. That's, oh, doesn't matter, though. Just Adam, play them anyway. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to have to help fix that. No, but I I mean, there's the Christmas rock and roll records that everybody knows that, mm-hmm. you know, Bruce Springsteen and the Eagles, but but I've got mm-hmm. some odd stuff. But uh, to be honest with you, my no, grandmother in my grandmother's yeah. house, it was Johnny Mathis. Yeah. That's okay. I, I still love yeah. the classics. The, the Charlie cool. Brown Christmas soundtrack dun, is my dun, favorite. Dun, 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 dun. Christmas yep. record, and actually the Beach Boys have a great Christmas record. Mm-hmm. The, so. the Beach, you mentioned the Beach Boys. That was the one that one of the first Christmas albums I remember growing up Nick? as a kid was the Beach Boys because yep. my mother is a huge Beach Boys fan. So that was that was in the house, and it, I hear that today, and I feel like I'm five years old again. That's cool. Oh, yeah. See, that's part of the yeah. the whole thing is feeling that way. But I always yeah. remembered it as it. I got older, I really became to appreciate more Christmas and Hollis. 
the Run DMC. Christmas time in Hollis, Queens. Mom's cooking chicken and Kyle agrees. I love that song, too. I love that you can say something over here, and then all of a sudden, Billy can just go like this. That's part of his awesomeness. I know. That first very special Christmas record with the rock and roll band, that was a great, great album. Okay. That, that I highly recommend it. Red okay. cover, very special Christmas. Okay, Billy, then you can help me with this because okay. I cannot, I've been racking my brain for like the past 10 minutes. Who did the song Father Christmas? The Kinks. Thank Kinks. you. <laughs> could not, oh, no, could no. Not. I, well, it depends. Oh. No, the, there's also the, the Greg Lake. Yeah, Greg Lake. Yeah, yeah the Greg Lake one. Yeah. It's the Kinks that I was I thinking believe, of. Are you, are you thinking, I believe in Father, or are you thinking yeah. the one where Santa Claus got beat up and robbed? That's the one. That's the Kinks. Yes. And if you want are you going to find that for us? Yeah. You've never heard that one? I have never heard this. Okay. your money. If you want the most depressing Christmas song. That is an awesome song. So while you're looking for that, can we get back on to favorite Christmas episodes? How about you, Christopher, over there across the table from me, Mr. Producer Chris? Because we're at like two. Well, traditionally, before hunting season, well, as archery season would start, we'd start watching National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. There you go. And we would watch it. At my friend Larry's house, twenty four seven until Christmas. Uh huh. Jelly of the month club. <laughs> yep. So obviously that one's very quotable. Yes. Um, one I mentioned earlier on the way out was one. You know, growing up we had HBO. Mm-hmm. Rich Little. Okay. Oh my God. <laughs> Retelling of of Christmas story. Yes, he yeah. did. He did a Christmas. That's what I thought with, with all the all different the different characters. characters yeah. and One he man was show. Everyone. And he was everyone. Oh my god! I remember was, that. <laughs> see, see, there you go. I got somebody remembering that, and that was that was hysterical. You know, obviously he doesn't have the the best uh, what you call it reputation now, but that's mm-hmm. Rich Little doesn't. Yeah. For what? Would just being uh, just, a jerk or he grab much. someone or I what? Think it was pretty. I, I think it was just all his attitude. <laughs> really? Yeah. I'd never heard that. I, that's new to me too. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, In this day and age, that's common flew, now, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I always thought that was hysterical. Mm-hmm. You know, and then pretty much everything else everybody's mentioned, I've seen dozens of times. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I used to work in a restaurant, and we would have Christmas music from. October on through till you know after the new year, and a lot of times I got to get up and sing with a with a band for it, which was great. So you know, Christmas music, same thing. It's all over. Good deal. All over the spectrum. Yeah. But I'm not going to go into any more because you know we've already mentioned them all. (laughs) No, no, no. I did forget one. What'd you forget? One came up that when we first started talking about this was Gremlins. Okay. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> everybody forgets Christmas about Gremlins there's, being a Christmas d- And I love Gremlins. There's a couple yeah. of honorable mentions for this season, and, and like yeah. A Wonderful Life with Jimmy Stewart. Yeah. Uh-huh. Nightmare That's, Before Christmas. Nightmare Before is, Christmas. Is that a Halloween, or is that I think it's a, a little Christmas, both. or is it both? It's a I little of both. It's a Halloween movie. Well, it's the only acceptable Christmas movie to watch at Halloween. Oh, I see. <laughs> there you yes. go. The only acceptable Christmas movie to watch at Halloween. There you go. You've heard it here first, kids. Oh, and I saw It's a Wonderful Life on the big screen a couple of years ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. Very nice. Oh, it was one of those Fathom Events yeah. ones, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, it was Rome uh, Rome Theater. Oh. Rome Built in oh. a Day Theater? Wait, wait no, Black no. and white. Okay, oh. I'm going to be the bad guy. Tell me. I can't stand that movie. Oh, no, I'm right it's there a wonderful with you. Life. I've, I've seen it like once or twice, but it's not something It's my that mother's favorite movie of all time. I can't time. watch it numerous <laughs> it, times. Wasn't it like originally made just to be some... Two-bit movie just to play, and then no, it got, no, it just didn't do really well. Didn't when it do first... really well, and they started then. But it's become the ultimate cult classic. It well, went yeah. into it. It went into public domain. Nobody, yeah, up the rights, so it went into public domain really, really early. Like so, okay. it started. They could play it all the time, and they didn't have to pay anybody. So gotcha. that's why it became big. It won one Academy Award for best special effects. Really for the snow. Okay, right because. Because it was a new, it was a new technique for snow. Yep. Okay, I, I have a couple Christmas songs queued up here uh, for at, at our, our out cue or just. Do you want to hear the Kink song we talked about earlier? We can do that. Yeah. Would you like uh, the Beach Boys' we, Little St. Nick? Yeah. Yeah, before we let Chris take over for his? Yeah. Yeah, well, let, let's hear the Kinks, and then I'll I'll make my commentary, and then we can we can out this thing. You've really never heard this, Tanya. Or have you never paid attention to the words? Oh, I'm sure I've probably heard it, but I just, 
I'm one that yeah. I don't know what people are talking about initially. I don't know. Oh, yeah, I have okay. heard it now. Uh, okay, Santa Claus gets beat up and robbed. <laughs> I guess I just haven't really paid attention to the lyrics. Creepiest Christmas song. Creepiest Christmas song. This may be it. <laughs> I don't know. There's, I'm pretty there's... sure if Marilyn Manson ever did a Christmas album, that that would be that would win. What about that duet that everybody does? Oh, that yeah, the, the very rapey Christmas. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah very very oh, great. God, I hate that song. <laughs> that's it's it's, the it's cold song. outside. What what's the name? Oh, of the... baby, it's cold. Baby, it's cold. cold. Baby, it's cold. Yeah, that, yeah. that one's bad. It's yes. the date rape Christmas song. Yeah, yeah. 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 But when you hear Dean Martin do it, you just have to laugh. <laughs> because you know Dean is half in the bag when he's singing the song. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Are you half in the bag right now? I <laughs> wish. Are you drinking oh, over there? That would make my back feel a lot God. better right now. Okay, so, Chris. So tell us me? about Doctor Who. Yeah, because that's Cause the we thing. knew that this was waiting. Well, that was it. That's that's <laughs> the thing. When you when you hear me in the conversation, you know that Doctor Who references are not far behind, and that became part. You know, we were making references to tra- tradition earlier. Uh, and that's been, be, become one of theirs is the the Doctor Who Christmas special. They didn't have it in the classic series, or maybe they would make references or something like that. But um, the so new the, series uh, will always have its season and then a Christmas special, which has been the release of the new Doctors yeah. and and some of the best episodes ever. Yeah, and and there have been a lot of great you know, and most of them will make references to Christmas. And uh, and there was the the one eleventh Doctor one where it was Christmas Carol of sorts where he helps the the guy you know from his younger years oh. look at a situation. But the one that really wasn't caught my attention always was the Doctor, the Widow, and the Wardrobe. Wasn't the wasn't Thirteen's Christmas episode the one with River Song? Twelve. Twelve. Yeah, Twelve. Yeah, t- Twelve. But it really wasn't a Christmas okay. episode right, per se. Right. Brain. Yeah, not that's here. fine. That's all right. That's all fine. <laughs> um, but, you know, then in the next Christmas episode, it's coming up, is going to have two doctors, the first and the most recent last doctor together, and, and they're going to regenerate together. It's going to be fun. Um, very, very cosmic. But, uh, no, the one that caught my attention the most, the one that I want to talk about is the Doctor, the Widow, and the Wardrobe from Season 7 with the 11th, with Matt Smith's Doctor. And I, I think it was just the overall, the, the whimsical quality that it, that it possessed. And, and it, it, there were some times where it felt like the episode was all over creation, much like our podcasts. Um, <laughs> but there was always this overwhelming... The 11th Doctor is our spirit animal. He really is. Yeah, Matt Smith's... Uncoordinated cat. Oh my God. He, it, it's, it's, he, he really is a six-foot puppy. You know, you just never knew where it was going to go. He was he just proper bonkers <laughs> doctor. Yes, you know, Tanya's doing her pantomime of the, the inflatable guys you see in front of cell phone places. No, no, no. Which, Ferengi, Ferengi. Yeah. So, but, you know, it, it all starts off uh, Christmas Eve, 1938, uh, and the, the, the woman who unfortunately becomes the widow, she comes to the age of, aid of an injured spaceman angel. Okay, so Matt Smith with the helmet on backwards. And you know it's him because you recognize the voice. And and she goes, she helps him out, and he goes, I, I will be there. I'll repay this kindness. All you have to do is make a wish. And that's it. That's the end of the moment, and it goes away. And he finds his way back to the TARDIS, and he's off on his adventures. And then Madge's life kind of unfolds, and you know her husband is killed during World War II. He was a pilot, and she's, she's taking the children out to the countryside for you know a little break. She's going to break the news that their father is not coming home. They, the children are not aware that this has happened yet. And all of a sudden, there's there's the doctor as the caretaker of, of the manor house that they are renting or staying at. And and just how everything unfolds. And you know, you know, because the doctor is always up to something. And and just, just how he's letting things kind of unfold as whimsically as possible. And I really don't think any of the other doctors could have pulled this off. Maybe 12. You know, because especially in the later year, Peter Capaldi's doctor, you, you see that soft spot that he hides underneath all of the, you know, all of the pain and the anger and the grief. But I don't think 10 or 9 or any of the others could, maybe 4, could have pulled this one off. You know, Tom Baker's doctor, I think, would have been lined up for this kind of a thing. But for me, it was, it's what brought my favorite thing, which is Doctor Who, obviously, and combined it perfectly and married it perfectly with one of my favorite holidays, which is Christmas. And just seeing that whimsical, anything can happen, the wishes come true, and, and watching, you know, things unfold, and, and it just, it was, I, I love that one. Of all the Christmas specials, that that one's my favorite. 
Stephen Moffat wanted it to be the most Christmassy Christmas special ever. Well, he's, I think he succeeded. And as much as there are many, many Moffat detractors out there, uh, that I think he really did nail it with this and one. There's always the part of the sense of the loneliness of the character, the doctor, and I like the part about happy tears when banging on the door of uh, Amy and Rory's. It's Carol. Yes, and that goes back like to the next doctor when Tennant's mm-hmm. doctor stays for dinner. Yes, it's like he's just this lonely traveler, but unless he has this place to go, he has for that, a little that, that kind of grounds him. Yeah, you know something, and soon to be grounding her to 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 the adventures. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what Jodie Whittaker does with it. Um, so that's that's my thing. I you know my tip of the hat to my favorite show. What I love about this one is mm-hmm. um, the fact that one of my favorite books growing up was The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, and that whole series. The C.S. And, Lewis and books. Yeah. It was just there were so many references to the point mm-hmm. where they ch- actually changed the little girl's name. She originally was named Lucy. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And then they went, okay, that yep. we're taking it a little, a little pushing too, it a little That's too the bridge far. too yes. far that we were not going to recover from. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so there you go. Merry Christmas, everybody. And uh, it looks like we're going to wrap this one up. And we're coming back next week with an interview. And then Hollywood coming up on the horizon to end 2017 with. Outstanding. Love it. So this has been Monkey Business. So for Deanna and Alana and Zach, who's going to say something real quick. Just real quick, I promised her I would. Uh, to our newest subscriber coming all the way from the foreign land of Ohio. <laughs> Also a fellow Whovian. She loves it. Just, hi, Vonda. Thanks for subscribing. Absolutely. Vonda, awesome. Thank you so much. And we were looking forward to hearing from you, dear. Uh, So for Robin, for Zach, for Alana, for Deanna, for Chris, and for Sherry, for Tanya, for Billy, and myself, I am Chris. Merry Christmas. And thank you yet again for hanging out with us, the Monkey Business Crew, a product of the Mighty Monkey Corporation, purveyors and producers of the Flower City Comic Con, coming at you in 2018 on June 9th and 10th. Follow us on Facebook, like us on Facebook, love us on Patreon, and keep an, keep an ear out for what we've got coming next, because in the new year, it's going to get fun, as it hasn't been already. So thank you for everything, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye.